as most of you viewers know, Fortinet dropped nearly 25% over the course of a couple of days last week, Thursday and Friday. We wanted to digest that information over the weekend, deep dive into their earnings call and try to understand exactly what happened and what is going on because this is one of our favorite cybersecurity companies. I'm gonna reference a visual that we made regarding the cybersecurity industry. Fortinet falls into the two on the left, network security and cloud security, the two biggest buckets of the cybersecurity industry. Uh, maybe I'll just add one more thing here, Casey, before we talk about the quarter and the outlook. One of the reasons we like Fortinet is it's very unique in this custom chip design department. So you mentioned network security. Historically, cybersecurity is accomplished with a firewall, an actual physical device that manages data that goes into and out of a location. It could be an office, it could be a data center, whatever. Fortinet designs its own chips. So in addition to playing in the cybersecurity market, we always reference it in the semiconductor flow of things as a fabless chip designer. Early this year, they also announced the SP5. So SPU, they call it the secure processing unit. It's basically a custom CPU that they use in the convergence of networking and security. So they design these chips that specifically handle the security processes to take the load off of a CPU that's in a network. So I think maybe just one other thing here to keep in mind when we begin talking about this company, we love the melding of hardware and software in any business model. And that was really what attracted us to Fortinet now four or five years ago. We've owned this one for a while. And I think we'll just lead off this whole discussion by saying, I think we still really like this business, even though the stock got absolutely clobbered. Just to refresh you all on the numbers. So this was Q2 of 2023. The revenue was $1.29 billion, which is up 26% from last year. Product sales, such as the firewalls that Nick mentioned, increased 18% to $473 million, and services, of which 55% are security software subscriptions or software as a service, grew 30% to $820 million. Earnings per share were $0.33, cents, up 57%, and free cash flow was up 54% to $438 million. So all of these are positive numbers. What is the problem? Casey, this is a great time to remind everybody that the difficult lesson with investing is the past and the present mean very little. When you're valuing a business in the here and now, it's all about the future. If you're just trading stocks, whatever, that's a different thing. But if you're an investor in a business and you're looking at the valuation of your business right now, the stock price. Basically, that's what it is. If you wanted to sell your stake in the business, it's what the market is willing to pay for it at this particular moment in time. If you think about it in terms of any other business, like perhaps a business that your family owns, if you're going to sell it to someone, the business owner doesn't really care how much money you made last year, right? Maybe your family made a million dollars from your business last year, but they could care less. That doesn't mean they're going to make a million dollars off of the business next year. So that's what a buyer wants to know. What is the business going to generate next year? 
So I think that's the important reminder here. It's the future that matters far and away, much more important factor here when dealing with stocks, business valuations. And so what just happened has to do with the future because Q2 2023 was solid as you just rattled off, Casey. So what's maybe walk through a timeline of events here. Let's rewind back to February, 2023. And this is when Fortinet was reporting on its fiscal year 2022. February 2023, management said that full year 2023 revenue would be in a range of 5.37 to 5.43 billion, roughly 21% year-over-year increase. Three months later, in May 2023, management must have been feeling pretty pretty feisty, feeling pretty good about how things were going. The revenue guidance was increased to a range of 5.425 billion to 5.485 billion dollars. Let's call it 55 to 75 million dollar increase in revenue guidance for the full year. Another three months later, now we're in August 2023, guidance has been backtracked back to 5.35 to $5.45 billion. So this is interesting. Basically, all that happened is they reversed the upgrade they provided in May and sent it back to the original guidance provided in February, but slightly widened the range of outcomes. So the low end of the outcome used to be at the beginning of 2023, $5.37 billion in revenue. It's now $5.35 billion. And on the high end of guidance, it used to be $5.43 billion in February. They've increased that by $20 million to $5.45 billion. So this is interesting, but basically if you're the market and you're like trying to figure out, okay, what's Fortinet's value based on 2023 and beyond, in May, you're feeling super ecstatic. Hey, this is a great business. I'm willing to pay a little bit more. Stock price goes up. And now suddenly management is telling you, nope, not as good as we thought. We're going to backtrack it back to February. And now the market's saying, let's maybe send the share price back to where it was earlier this year, February, March, April. Casey, are you still with me here? Yes, that makes sense. I guess my question is, do we go back to the beginning of the year or should we get caught up in what's happening right now and the fact that they decreased their guidance for full year 2023 and just throw out what happened in May and move on? So this is a great question, Casey, and it's a conversation that we actually had with a fellow investor on Twitter over the weekend about this, because I don't think you can necessarily just completely throw out what management said in May and say it was a one-off. Things are not going to be quite as good as they originally expected because it is a valid point. That is one of the key jobs of a CEO and CFO is to accurately convey information on a business. First and foremost, just give us accurate information. And maybe you sandbag a little bit and you underpromise and overdeliver. Perfectly acceptable. But what you don't want to do is have this roller coaster of expectations throughout the year where, okay, this quarter, Things are great. And then the next quarter, maybe they're not quite as great as we thought. That's difficult on the market. The market can't handle that level of emotional change because it's already an emotional wreck as it is. Yeah, I guess I would 
be inclined to say that maybe somebody didn't have their coffee that day when they were calculating the numbers. I don't know. But you're right. This is a big deal. This is literally their job to provide this guidance. So what do we do from here? This is one of our top cybersecurity stocks. We really like this company, have faith in this company, and and obviously some of our viewers do too. So what do we do? So I have been accused in the past of giving way too much leeway to management, and I, I stick to that MO, Casey. I think you and I both hold to this because on a month-to-month, quarter-to-quarter, even year-to-year basis, things change. And especially the last three to five years, things have really been pretty bizarre. Of course, the pandemic, but even before that, I think many of us even forget sometimes that there was the U.S.-China trade war that actually started in 2017, 2018, 2019. The market was already trying to wrap its mind around that when the pandemic hit. And some of that still going on in the background. I think this is a situation where, yes, it's not great. Of course, we wouldn't prefer our stock to have tanked 25%. Certainly not what I'm saying here. But I think we're going to give management some leeway here to work this out because they're still expecting 20% plus growth this year. The billings are what we're going to focus in on, though. Billings growth is a very key metric to watch in any software as a service, software subscription business. Fortinet included. And when Nick says billings, what he's talking about is invoices that have been sent to software and services customers for payment due. They have not been received yet. So this is the first issue that we need to talk about here because these billings do matter. It equates to future billings and therefore future revenue. So this guidance was also lowered, Casey. It looks like Billings growth is actually going to fall below the 20% growth mark for 2023. And I think this is going to sound familiar to everyone here. Management said there is macroeconomic concern going on, and some customers are delaying ramping up the service that they need for cybersecurity. That sounds crazy if you think about it for a second, that A company would be like, hey, we said that we needed this cybersecurity service, but we're not actually going to turn it on yet, or we're not going to sign the deal with you yet, if that is indeed what's going on here. But it sounds like that's exactly what Fortinet Management is saying. Maybe the company has an older cybersecurity service, and because some of these customers are still worried about the economy slowing down, They're in cash conservation mode. And so they're saying, you know what, let's try to make do with the old security software or security appliance that we have and delay the new deal with Fortinet into future quarters. Maybe the fourth quarter of this year, maybe 2024. Management didn't say the deals were for sure still going to happen, but they maybe sandbagged a little bit and said, It still sounds like the deals are going to happen, but some customers are just being cautious. I think this in particular was mentioned with retail customers where some big retailers that operate maybe their own infrastructure, data centers, especially if they have an e-commerce operation, whatever the case may be. Some of those customers, again, dealing with consumer spending weakness, and suddenly they're looking at the situation saying maybe the back half 2023 is not going to be as strong as we originally thought. Let's maybe delay spending on cybersecurity a bit here and conserve some cash. It sounds like that might be what's going on. 
like any good technology and investment show, we have to mention AI. And of course, Fortinet mentioned AI in their earnings call. So Nick, why is AI going to play a factor for Fortinet? Yes. So on the earnings call, they of course announced a few new services, a few new products that are in the works, in the pipes. But this is where I think why it's important to understand an industry that you're invested in, understand how the businesses work, how they interact with each other, how industry changes can have a ripple effect to other companies. So this is our analysis. This was not on the earnings call, but I still think this probably is having a ripple effect and management isn't going to blame NVIDIA for their problems because that would obviously be unfair. But this was a big monumental change three months ago when NVIDIA announced their outlook for the rest of 2023 and said, hey, we scrounged up $4 billion in brand new sales next quarter because customers are spending on, like you said, AI servers in particular. And that money does, does, just doesn't appear somewhere. It's got to come from somewhere. Obviously not off of the balance sheet because everyone is in cost cutting and cash conservation mode in 2023. So customers aren't going to take that cash off their balance sheet. They're probably going to adjust their spending. And so in recent months, we've talked a bit about how the market has had the shift from, okay, traditional data center servers, computers are getting adjusted and some focus on AI servers instead. This was talked about on Arista Networks call, ANET, check out that video from last week. And I think this is having a ripple effect on Fortinet because this, the traditional server is where they play. They talk a lot about the convergence of security and networking. This is what we're talking about. Some sort of server in Fortinet's case in particular, a traditional server that handles the security. And maybe some of these customers that were maybe going to be spending money on Fortinet have said, Let's maybe readjust some of our spending towards AI. I think this is most definitely having an impact. NVIDIA did a cannonball into the pool last quarter, and that is going to have very wide-ranging effects, not just for NVIDIA and its customers, but for, for the whole industry, anybody that plays in this space. And I think this is part of what's going on here. I really firmly believe that. The CEO of Fortinet, Kinsey, said that Fortinet is not altering its 2025 financial targets. They still expect $10 billion in annual billings, $8 billion in annual revenue, and operating profit margins of at least 25%, free cash flow margins of mid to high 30%. Yeah, that's another important point here, Casey. They, I think they did say that maybe they'll continue to take a look at those numbers in the next few quarters, but it sounds like the trough for billings, which is really what we want to focus on at this point. They think the trough for billings growth will be Q4 of this year. So what we'll really want to look at here is if there is in fact a rebound in Fortinet's billings growth starting in the first quarter of 2024. We probably won't get any guidance on that until six, seven months from now. So some patience is going to be required here, but I think you make a good point on that because the long-term guidance, if you invested for the 2025 and beyond potential for Fortinet, it appears at this point in time, that thesis remains intact. 
Nick, let's talk about valuation for this stock. It's currently around $57 per share, which is significantly down from all-time highs. What are your numbers for valuation? Yeah, Casey, let's do the reverse discount cash flow model to see what the market is now implying with this very painful stock price of 57 bucks per share. So using a reverse discounted cash flow model, I arrive at roughly 57, 58, 59 bucks per share as a fair value. If you use a dollar and 33 cents in earnings per share, that's the trailing 12 month earnings per share for Fortinet as of right now, earnings growth of 20% in each of the next two years, which is roughly, I think, along the lines of what the company thinks revenue will grow through 2025. So 20% earnings growth, which is interesting because I think management expects still at this point for earnings to grow at a faster rate than that, but there you go. And then leveling off to 7% annualized growth thereafter for earnings, which is roughly in line with where the cybersecurity market overall is expected to grow through, let's say the end of the 2030s. We're going to use a discount rate of 10%. And that's what gets us at the 57 to 59 bucks as a fair value. So with this huge fall off in stock price, it sounds like it's not time to throw in the towel just yet. What are we going to do with our Fortinet stock, Nick? You said, I think we've decided we're obviously keeping what we have. We've owned this thing for close to five years now. Our initial purchase is up over 200%. This has been a great investment for us. And the long-term thesis does still look intact. That being said, because we bought multiple times over the years, Fortinet is like at a full position for us personally and our portfolio. And we like to have kind of a more balanced portfolio that gets spread out across 30 to 50 stocks. So we don't really have room to add to Fortinet. So I think that's why we're not buying the dip here. But if the market deems this to be a short-term blip, we're still going to benefit investors. If you're looking at maybe adding to your position or taking on a new position in Fortinet, maybe this is the pullback you were looking for. Since the company has been public over the last decade and a half, this has been a great investment. But just bear in mind the last six months, maybe they don't have their finger on the pulse of their industry as, as well as they could. One other thing to bear in mind, the board recently increased the company's share repurchase authorization by $500 million, and the total available share buyback authorization is now approximately $2 billion. It's very possible that management is saying to us as investors, sorry about the last six months, but we really have faith that we're going to grow in the future, and do right by investors. Yeah, a, a good point. Perhaps this is another sign of the company really being fine and patience is just needed here. Of course, we'll see how that share of purchase plan goes. It's the execution that matters, right? We'll see how that goes. We still like Fortinet though. That's a wrap today here at Chipstock Investor. Make sure you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss a video and share our channel with your fellow investors. Later this week, we will have an update on one of our seven stocks that we're buying in August, DigitalOcean, and many more videos coming your way. We'll see you again here soon at Chipstock Investor. Thanks, everyone. We appreciate the support.